welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Panini. And we're so excited to be with you guys here today. Christina, how are you today? Well, we have to apologize for missing recording last week. It was totally my fault. And as you can see from my voice, it's not 100% yet, but it's much better Christina's than terrorizing last week. Terrorizing the churchgoers with her cough. Oh, oh yes. That was a bad, <laughs> bad, bad Your COVID idea. cough. Your COVID. You don't have COVID. I, was I mean, sick I don't for know. A week and a half, and I finally I just needed to get out of the house. So I brought Austin to morning mass on Saturday. Bad idea. Bad oh idea. I had so awkward. In the middle of the thing, one of my friends is almost ready to give birth, and she was there. You're it infecting. Was just, it was just bad. It was very wow. bad. But Contagion. <laughs> Contagion. But you're we feeling didn't better. We go to Mass on Sunday because of that, obviously, unfortunately. But I'm feeling, okay, it's just a long, whatever I have, it takes a long time. I was supposed to be on trending last Thursday and I didn't have a voice, so I had to cancel. And yeah. I've been doing meetings with people. I don't know how people have been understanding me. It's been yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, your I'm sales fine. have been a little down, Christina. No. <laughs> I'm, so, so I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. No, I mean, a lot of what you do is coaching and giving love and all that. And also meetings with me too. That's true. I'm talking to you constantly. So that might have been another reason for the The delay. The delay. (laughs) Anyway, Um, Alessandra, how are you? What are you up to? How are you? No, I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Um, I'm homebound today because Niles, my convertible, unfortunately, exploded on the way to work yesterday. Well, the engine overheated. So I just, I feel like I've been dealing with these like very human trials and tribulations lately. Like on Friday, I locked myself out of my home and security wouldn't let me in. So I had to get a I had to get like a locksmith, just like these annoying things. By the way, Alessandra. Well, apparently they're not allowed. They don't have a key. Oh, they okay. because it's like I guess I guess just in case, like you know, you don't know. Like, what if the security, like you know, mm. like the security could go around murdering people. So I think that just liability purposes, they don't leave them a key. I see. You know. Yeah. Um. But 
regardless, I mean, they really should, but it's all good. But no, I think it's just so, isn't it weird how some of like, it's like one thing after the other happens like this, you know, yeah, like, like very real human trials and tribulations, like celebrities that just like us. You know, well, it's true. And we often get annoyed that it's getting in the way of what we need to accomplish, but this is part of life and yeah, it's part of what makes us holy Human. and good people. Yeah. And humble. It keeps mm-hmm. me humble. Um, also though, so I'm so excited. I've been filming Access Hollywood, um, again, because award season is kind of coming more to, a, it's slowing down and that always happens. And so I filmed last week and it's going to be airing tonight. So if this, um, yeah, yeah. If this happens to, if we happen to get this up, it's Monday that, oh no, no, excuse me. It's Tuesday that it's airing. Tuesday, June 14th. Yeah, but I'm a little concerned because we filmed it out, which I had the best time filming. I had the absolute best producer. He was, um, he's like, so just like, just engaging and outgoing and cared so much about what I was saying. And like, and we talked about male single celebrities and like the pros and cons of dating them and how like summer 2020 or summer 2022 is like the best time to be a single woman because there are so many single male celebrities right now. Michael B. Jordan, Chris Evans. um, Chris Evans, I thought he was married. Chris Evans? No, no, nope, no, um, no, he's a single, single Sam. Yeah. Chris Evans. We talked about Jason Momoa, Jason Jason Sudeikis, and then Simu Louie. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, but I'm a little, oh, I'm not posting that it's airing because I'm a little concerned because I had the worst breakout of my entire life last week. Literally, my face exploded. Like my face exploded. So I, and I, of course, had to cover it up for Access Hollywood. Um, but I did, They the dermatologist gave me um, this really good, um, I've been using it and in a week, my skin is so much better. So I've been mm. using this new cleanser just for a week. And also I just feel better because I feel like when you like your insides show, like if I'm anxious or upset, like my outside kind mm-hmm. of shows it. Yeah. So yeah. So I feel like so much better this week and like just less stress. Cause we had a lot of stress last week and there were just a few things that happened that were just really stressful. But anyway, so all that to say, um, I didn't tell anybody to watch it, but I'll watch it and then I'll post it. If I, if it's like deemable as, um, as if it's, if it's good, but it's on channel seven, usually at seven 30. So on NBC. So yeah. Um, great. I guess I am telling people because I'm, I'm telling the loyal podcast listeners that listen, as soon as an episode drops, you're getting the real deal. And then you'll be able to like turn on access and be like, Oh my gosh, poor Alessandra with her face. (laughs) But anyway, you guys, let's pop into our first segment. We have so much to talk about this week. So let's pop in. Stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today, 
and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay. So this story shook me to my core. Becca Cuffrin, 32, defends proposing to Thomas Jacobs, 29. I'm not quote unquote desperate. So bachelorette, so bachelor, former bachelorette contestant turned the bachelorette, Becca, who she was engaged to Ari, but then remember Ari left her for the other girl. Like he ended the engagement and then went to the other girl. Honestly, my heart goes out. There's one bachelorette. The second no, oh, no, no, no. She, she was won. on The Bachelor. Oh, okay, she so won his season, yes, but then okay. he went to the other girl, I which see. I can't even... Uh, Christina, I could never be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. That happened so many times. I know. It really Remember does. Remember Jason in the... Oh, Going Mesnick. on the rail. The Mesnick. The Mesnick. Oh, classic. Classic. Oh, those were such good times. But they're actually married, I think. Oh yeah, they're they're like one of like Bachelor Nation's best couples. Right. It's so sad because I have no idea who Thomas Jacobs is. It's he came on after I stopped watching The Bachelorette. Remember what a diehard I used to be for Bachelorette? We both used to be. Yes. Oh gosh, it's so sad. I hope that's not the deciding factor. <laughs> um So, okay. Becca though proposed to Thomas and Thomas was like on, was like, he wasn't like on, he was on a season of the bachelorette. I think I'm not sure whose season, whatever. And then they met on, um, bachelor in paradise. And then I think that they broke up, but then I think she broke up with Thomas on bachelor in paradise, but then she proposed to him. So obviously they're back together. Um, Okay. In real life, and don't we have thoughts, we have real world experience with this. What are our thoughts on women proposing to men? Yeah, it's not a good idea for women to propose. It's just probably the worst thing that you could do for your relationship if you want to stay with the guy. I would not recommend it. The woman in the active driver's seat, which men need in order to continue being interested in the relationship and pushing the relationship forward. But so it's 2022, Christina. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Men are men, women are women. And unfortunately, if the woman starts, whenever she starts pursuing the man, the marriage is going to be the same way. And the woman's going to want a divorce. I've seen it over and over where a woman will say, he's just so passive. He won't do anything. And then she reveals to me that he's not interested in me. I'm, I, I try everything to try to get him interested in me and he's not. So even it's just for women doing things like that end up causing a marriage situation where she's not happy because she doesn't feel pursued. So you want the man to be the one actively pursuing you for especially in the courtship phase. And even when you're married, just have it be a natural thing. It's kind of hard to talk about pursuit in marriage though, but Mm. it's, it sets the tone for the relationship really. When the man is the one who says, she's who I choose. I've thought about this. I've prayed about it. I've made my decision rather than 
oh, it's easy. She asked me. So I guess I'll say yes. And then he feels emasculated. Yeah. Emasculated. He didn't make the decision. He's just going along with it. Yeah. Listen, I think what I'm about to say, and I want to preface this by saying that for anyone listening, that is kind of like annoyed that like, wait, but it's 2022, like gender, like blah, blah, blah. Like you guys with all of my heart and soul, I wish that this wasn't the case. Like, I wish that it was this level of equality. I wish that, you know how much easier it would be if women could do all the stuff that men are supposed to be doing when it comes to relationships. Oh my gosh. Like it would be so much easier because a lot of women are just more oriented to like they're high achieving, they're planners, you know, they're go-getters. They're like, they just are. But I wish, and so I wish that I could say, oh yes, it's like a totally equal thing. Like, great. But the reality of the situation is that we've learned over 10 years that it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. If a woman wants to be like, unless it's literally a relationship where the gender roles are completely 100% reversed and the woman is the masculine, the man is the feminine in the relationship. And that is who he is. And that that is who she is. But even so, even if it's a very feminine man and a very masculine man, the man still wants to be the one. Um, yeah, woman, the man still wants to be the one who, who does the proposing and does the asking to be the girlfriend. But, 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 okay. I don't know that I agree with that. If it, I, I don't know that I agree with We've that. We've seen it all, Sandra. No, but I've never, ex- I've never experienced a couple, like the one that I'm talking to you about. Like I've never seen in real time, a 100% masculine woman with a 100% feminine man. I haven't seen that yet. So what I'm saying is maybe that exists in 10 years working with thousands of couples. I have yet to see it, but prove me wrong. That's beautiful. But no, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that there is, as it doesn't matter how progressive both of you are, there is, it is something that is so intrinsic in the in, in biologically how men are, like, even if you look, think back to caveman days of, you know, the, like the hunter gatherer versus the, um, versus the women's role, which was the, you know, um, taking care of the family and, um, like, like keeping it together. Um, so it's like, when we look back at it, this plus, estrogen, testosterone, the way that those elements also kind of shake up, um, it just all boils down to just allow the man to propose to you. And I think it's also, it's something that like, if a woman is ready to get engaged and she feels like, oh my gosh, I have no power. It's all based on him. No, you definitely do have power. Just tell him, just be like, listen, I think you're amazing. I would, I'm, I'm ready for the next step. And if the guy freaks out and he's not good, bye. Like that's totally fine. And you shouldn't have to do that. 
the woman shouldn't have to do that. The man should be in pursuit mode from the beginning, but that's for another episode. Yeah, but I, but I dynamic. think that, but Christina, I think that if a woman is maybe considering proposing because she's like, well, oh, if okay. I wait for him, I'm going to be waiting for the rest of my life. Right. What my recommendation would be is to say, is to just sit down, have a conversation and just be like, listen, I'm ready for this next phase of life, which means to me, propose like getting engaged. Like I would love that with you and then get, and then allowing him to really think about it and to make it happen. If he is ready for that, I see. just, just for the women that feel like they're, they're like, well, if I don't, when will it happen? Maybe, you know, I just think, because I know that it really would be so much easier if women could do all of those things, but it, takes away from a woman discovering her femininity. Yes. And women right now are so conditioned to be the go-getters and yeah, it's fabulous to do that in your day-to-day life, but we've forgotten about the feminine. Mm-hmm. And part of the way that you can discover the feminine is through allowing the man to lead your relationship. That's one element where you can just take a step back and not manipulate things and trust, trust God and say, this is, I'm doing everything I can, but I'm going to let him pursue me. And if it's the right man, he will pursue me. I'm going to be encouraging. I'm going to be someone who's vibrant and warm, just showing all those signs, but he needs to be that one to pursue me. And that's hard to let go of control, especially for women who like to be in charge, who do this every day. So this is a way, if people wonder, how do I learn about my femininity? This is a great way to do it. Yeah. It's like the easiest yet the hardest thing to do. It's to like allow the guy, like let him lead as we always say, let him lead. But I think it's also something that like what you said, you see these elements of things so early on, even before the first date, like you see, or like after the first date, you see if a man is going to be pursuing you. And I think also a lot of women take that as, oh, you know, play games. We're not saying play games, definitely Mm -hmm. affirm him, reply back to his texts, you know, like accept dates, you know, like be open to that to the pursuit, like be excited, be enthusiastic on your date. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's just letting in, ask questions. Yeah. Letting go of Of, the control and the manipulation and the outcome, mm -hmm. letting go of that, because you might think this is the perfect man for you, but he's actually not. And that's okay. There will be someone better suited for you. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So moving on. Yes. So this is actually a story that I was supposed to talk to Timory about last Thursday. She did an amazing job discussing it on her show, Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. And this is about the Barcelona soccer football star, Gerard Piquet and Shakira, a couple that have been together for almost 12 years at this point splitting up, breaking up. There have been cheating allegations about on Gerard's part, but nothing has been confirmed. So they do have two children together and 
there have been a few things in the media that have been interesting to about what Shakira has said to that she didn't didn't want to get married that she wanted Gerard to think of her as the forbidden fruit that Mm -hmm. she wants to be always thought in his mind as the girlfriend not the wife and that she wanted to keep him on his toes so keeping marriage is a little carrot to dangle in front of him that if he doesn't behave properly he's not going to get it so oh so they were never married then no they had two children out of wow. wedlock okay interesting and were they engaged actually engaged? no not Gerard engaged was interviewed two mm. weeks before the cheating allegations came out Gerard was interviewed by this British interview guy. I don't mm-hmm. I forget what his name is, but he, it was very awkward. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the video and the Gerard, he said, why aren't you married? It's been 12 years. And Gerard just said, oh, he's just making excuses but it could have spurred him on to just think, okay, this woman will not marry me. What is going on right now? And he might've felt emasculated. That's so my really, understanding. Oh, interesting. So you think that he, you think that that's legit, that she didn't want to get no, married. She said, him. exactly. She said publicly in yeah. interviews. She wants to be the girlfriend, she, not the wife. Right. Yeah. That she, she's, Denied it, it sounds like. And he never owned up to proposing or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. if someone's so public about the fact that she doesn't want to marry a man who she's with, that's very emasculating. And also IRL, IRL, Christina, give us an in real life. I know this is the first time you're explaining a celebrity story to me. Yes. And not vice versa. Right. So the in real life is... What do you do if the person you are with doesn't want to get married? Oh, that's good. That's good. And specifically has been open about it to other people. (sighs) Yeah, that is so hard. That's really challenging. I mean, I think it, it's kind of putting the mirror back on yourself and seeing what your, what what is going to make you feel fulfilled in a relationship? But some guys and are just are think that oh yeah I'm fine right now everything's good right now but clearly it wasn't. They Gerard they said they had major issues and things things were falling apart because of this. So they might think that they don't need to get married, but really so marriage is so important needed. for mm-hmm. the sustaining of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make that choice that you're the person I want to spend my, the rest of my life with. And and to have that security. Right. And maybe in Shakira's defense, I don't know Gerard, maybe he is a party boy. And Mm -hmm. maybe she said, I never want to marry him until if, unless he goes away from his bad boy behavior, then she shouldn't have been with him if she for 10 years can't trust him. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. I mean, listen, there are some people that don't want to be bound in marriage, 
Right. You know, I know it's difficult for us to understand that because we're personal matchmakers and we set up relationships with the primary purpose of leading to marriage. But there are some people that just don't want to get married for whatever reason. Right. So it just shows though that this... I know, but the the marriage rate is also the divorce rate is 50%. So it's not as if, oh, if you got married, this would have been different. I think it's so person to person. Um, I don't judge anybody for not wanting to get married, but I also think that, you know, like if you're going to be personally, my opinion is... If you're going to be in a 12 year relationship, get married, you know, like, because then the onus would be to work things out instead of just ending because regardless the end, if the end is going to happen, it's going to be bitter and painful, but now it's just like, they're both like, oh yeah, that was my boyfriend for 12 years as opposed to it just, I feel like it, I, I just feel like it kind of cheapens a relationship if you're not married, even if you do end up getting divorced. You also have to think about the children though. And if children are, are brought into the world with a couple who has this dysfunction, who won't get married, just this is, they're seeing their parents in such an ugly split right now. So it's really has to be something that you think about the consequences of your actions and your decisions not to want to get married Obviously, marriage is not easy. That's why there is such a intent, an intense divorce rate. There are many reasons for that, including just a lot of the modern things that people do nowadays, but it's not easy. And that's how the, but that's how the love grows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If no, you work I mean, through things together. Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, that commitment is so beautiful and it's also really important. And, but you know what I mean? If, if two people are not, if they're kind of going in and they're not wanting to get married and then they get married, would that really change anything? Well, I'm not saying that they should have, I don't know. I mean, actually, no, I think they should have gotten married, but it's just a heart thing. It's something that our hearts need to be transformed with because we're so easy to want to keep someone at arm's distance instead of dealing with, well, making a difficult decision. So discerning in that dating phase, is this person someone I can trust? And if he is saying, this is the next logical step if, is having, is getting married and having children. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's how you protect yourself and protect your family, protect your kids. Yeah. But I also, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter if you're married, it matters it, the values. Like you could be married, two people could get married, but if they don't, have the values of not cheating, the values of that commitment. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I believe in marriage. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I, 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 I'm a matchmaker. Obviously I believe in marriage, but what I'm saying is I think that less am I kind of my thought process is if the value system isn't there and it seems like from the, from the beginning, 
this was already, like you said, a kind of a dysfunctional forbidden fruit situation where she was trying to keep, you know, she was trying to keep playing the game. And it's like, no, you don't like, there's a, there's a cat and mouse in the beginning, but then it's, but then that's, that's, that's phase one. But then phase two is like, that's not, you know, it's not sustainable. Just cat and mouse is not sustainable. Forbidden fruit is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for a long-term committed relationship. Right. And what I'm saying, I completely agree with you in terms, but in terms that what you were saying that the values have to line up, but I'm saying the values and the marriage in order for a relationship to be successful, both of those need to line up. If you just have values and don't have marriage, you don't have that, that commitment. And if you just have marriage without the values, then that's a grounds that's that's ready, yeah. for, right for divorce. So you have to have yeah, both. Yeah, you have to have both. I love that. I think that that's, I think that that's a really good theory that you need in order for a marriage to work, you need to have the values and you need to have the marriage, that commitment. Because yeah, I think it is really effective. And when it's you so are... sad because, oh, sorry, I keep going. No, it's sad. It's sad. No, it's sad because they're such, they're, they look like the perfect couple and yeah. they have two beautiful children. They're both so attractive. You know, you think that what could be wrong with this? Yeah. But... Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. What could be wrong? We know better than that. Looks know, are very people, deceiving. But from very people just watching deceiving. the tabloids and watching the news, they think this is our dream, my couple goals, my dream to have that yeah. kind of relationship where we're two, we're a power couple. He's a soccer star. I'm a, I'm a celebrity singer. That's some people, this is what they would, this is what they are going for. But yeah. you see kind of like with Johnny Depp and and Amber Heard. Amber Heard that just because someone looks great together doesn't mean that on the inside yeah. the relationship is going well. A hundred percent. Looks are so deceiving. And at the end of the day, celebrities, they're just like us. Okay. Um, let's, let's move, move on. on to sisterly advice. Great. So this is every week we answer a learn- listener's burning question And every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Dear sisters, at different times of the month, my girlfriend, and this is actually Mancer's, just let me preface it with that. Mancer's edition. Dear sisters, at different times of the month, my girlfriend acts strangely. It lasts for a sometimes tortuous few days, and then she's back to normal. Should I be concerned? And this is from hashtag the feminine mystique. (laughs) Oh, the feminine mystique. Bless you, my child. Christina, does some, who wants to tell him? Who wants to tell him? You go for it, Alessandra, and then I'll... I'll but back. I feel like this is kind of your specialty. Well, this is very normal. Feminine mm. mystique. That is part of a woman's cycle. And it's really good for men to understand the cycle of a woman. So charting is very important for a relationship so that the man and the woman know when she is going through the ovulation phase and the PMS phase. Mm-hmm. I've heard, so I was listening to this podcast about, it's called the hormone genius. 
And there's, there was a married man who came on and talked about his wife and his relationship and how they, how the charting is so important because during that phase, they learned, do not bring up very controversial topics (laughs) because it will be terrible. If you know these things, and especially when the couple is married, you will have so much more of a window into understanding a woman. And she won't be as mysterious in a bad way. She'll still be mysterious in a good way, but you'll get, okay, this is a certain time of the month. I'm still, I'm going to be extra sensitive around her. I'm going to be more caring and try to avoid things that I know that are going to tick her off. Yeah. So, and you guys understand when we talk about a woman's cycle, we're talking about her menstrual cycle. So unlike <laughs> women, I'm like women spelling it out. Cycle. Yeah. So women, there are different times of the month that women are going to experience. And it's so true. And that's why I always, I always come back to my just thoughts on the whole gender thing. Like it just does people such a disservice to negate that there are just these huge differences between men and between, between men versus women. Um, like the male experience is just completely different than the female experience. So, um, and the, the, the cycle, a woman's cycle is probably the biggest, one of the biggest reasons for that. So yeah, it's totally normal. I mean, a time to be concerned is if things are really drastic and off the rails, Mm. um, because there's, there are levels of normal and then there are levels of, you know, some, maybe she needs a little extra support. Um, and maybe she's dealing with something. The worst thing to say at that time is (laughs) Don't you need medication? It looks, sounds like you need medication. Oh my God. You will <gasps> really upset her. She oh my God. If a man out. told me that I needed medication, I don't know if there would be a man left standing. And the thing is, if you, if that's seriously a concern of yours, <laughs> bring it up in the not PMS yeah, time. Yeah. And yeah. just say it in a loving, kind way. Maybe even suggest couples counseling. Yeah. That's a great therapy. thing for a man to Oh my God. Women love rather to hear than couples therapy. The woman that she's that crazy. She needs. That she needs medication. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, lesson. Do not tell a woman that she needs medication. But no, I mean, I think that there are, because there are certain like, disorders that of might course, need a I bit know more that. attention. Right. But, so, but yeah, do it in that way. Is, not when she's screaming and, and crying in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. And then she's back to normal. So yeah, I mean, I think that there are different levels of it that are to be expected. Um, but, you know, keeping an eye, you know, if she's like throwing a oh, hairdresser yeah, across yeah. the room or, a you know, there might be like a borderline, oh yeah, hair dryer, sorry. There might mm. be like borderline personality or just a personality disorder. So it's, so that's why it's kind of like objectively understand women go through cycles. They're, they, you know, we experience highs and lows of different hormonal changes and they are really, they can be aggressive. Um, but, um, but also kind of keeping an eye of like, okay, is, you know, is this manageable? And if it's not manageable, then seeking outside help. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. So we couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode th- by episode through today's lens. And this is season four, episode 10, Bells of the Balls. <laughs> and what Carrie couldn't help but wonder, are men just women with balls? So... Ooh. This is the episode, again, I think I skipped this in my rewatching because I get so annoyed on the Suffern episodes. So Carrie invites oh. Big up to Aiden's country home to talk. And then um, like, th- then they end up getting into a fight. Remember Aiden and Big get into a fight? And why though? I just don't understand. Like Carrie cheated on Aiden with Big. In what world would you ever invite the man that you cheated on your current boyfriend with to his country home because he's having big was having relationship issues with oh. the actress okay i have a theory about this all sandra yes i think that the writers of the show just did everything that the women that they, that they would want to see but not actually see play out, but not actually do. So what if the instant, this ridiculous thing that I would love to do in for, in a pure feeling standpoint of, yes, this is what my heart is telling me to do, even though realistically it's the worst thing that I could do. Let's just try it out and play it out and see what happens with it in this TV show. And I think that's why so many women, connect with Carrie because they feel that she just does everything that they wish they could, but is wrong. Yeah. Is so wrong. She's (laughs) so feeling like she doesn't think like she's so feeling goes by her emotions. Yes. Purely gut based. And so then Charlotte tries to discuss her and Trey's infertility problems. Miranda sleeps with Steve after he has one of his testicles removed. And then she ends up getting pregnant, which is why it's also crazy because the Charlotte, she's having trouble with Trey and his infertility. And then Samantha also tries to get the PR position for Richard Wright. And this is when we first are introduced to Richard, right? And he tells her that that she's too sensitive. And then remember, she like cries in the elevator and Mm -hmm. like, and that's so out of character for Samantha. Um, But again, women are, you know, we experience emotion. Emotional, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think just the big thing for me, yeah, in this episode that just kills me is that whole X dynamic like if right you and cheated yeah so but you're this question about are men just women with balls and i think it's part Ties of what back into the whole episode crying and just being so upset over his relationship is and but so he's just like a woman is he just like a woman in that sense that he would get mm. so upset over the ending of a relationship Mm-hmm. And like, this also shows like Trey being sensitive, Steve be, having kind of being in that more vulnerable position. 
Right. Um, right. And then Samantha, who's usually kind of that more masculine figure is crying. Like it's right. like everything is kind of t- tilted. Um, right. And Richard yeah. takes her place. Yeah. Very masculine. Unfeeling. Yeah. Well, I think this really ties in so well to the rest of what we've been talking about all episode long of just masculinity and femininity and how they play out in relationships um and how they um how you know that there's a lot of the feminine remember there was this wonderful um feminine versus masculine let me grab this um verse masculine traits Hold on. I remember reading this a few years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, I resonated so much with me. Um, okay. Oh, that's the thing about the, the unleashing your inner goddess? No, it was the wounded feminine. Oh yes. That's what I read. Yeah. 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 But okay. Well, let me read like masculine and like masculine versus feminine. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Vices. Then they have like vices and strengths. So masculine, aggressive, um, boastful. These are vices, aggressive, boastful, dominant, vain, brazen, egotistical, violent, acting without thinking, clumsy, overly logical, indifferent, combative, defiant, argumentative, compulsive, strengths of the masculine, authoritative, certain, debonair, self-assured, courageous, goal-oriented, protective, physical, black and white, easygoing, ambitious, funny, active, action-oriented, spatial reasoning. And then for the feminine, virtues, Mm -hmm. tactful, okay with the unknown, sensitive, humble, thoughtful, compassionate, social, sympathetic, graceful, outgoing, attentive, caring, empathetic, careful, verbally skilled, weaknesses, shy, timid, spacey, flaky, drama queen, insecure, gossiping, hysterical, passive, thinking without acting, fragile, illogical, nosy, obsessive, frightened, indecisive, and complaining. So isn't that interesting though? Like It is, it is. But I don't, I, to say, to answer Carrie's question, especially with these, I think that was a great idea to bring these qualities up because the answer is no, men are not just women with, or men are not just women with balls. They are very different. But I also think it's important that they don't hide and don't run from experiencing and processing their emotions. I'm reading a book right now called The Wild Things or something about the wild things, nurturing boys. I forget what exactly it's based on that little book, the, where the wild things are, but it, it's by two, it's by two therapists who deal, who work with young boys Mm -hmm. and they over and over repeatedly talk about the importance to let their, your child experience, even as a boy, the full range of emotions and help them figure out what those emotions are. That's why mm-hmm. Alessandra, when you were faced or when you were zooming with Austin and you were saying happy, sad and frowning, and that's really important because yeah. often if a boy is expressing a lot of emotions, they say it's the studies have shown that most people, most parents will shut them down. And whereas if a little girl does that, she'll have more freedom to express her emotions. 
So even from that young age, trying to teach them what, so they can experience and express their range of emotions and it doesn't come out as it's just polar opposites. Yeah. Right. That's so interesting. You know, I always knew I was a man whisperer, self-proclaimed man whisperer. Yes, you are. But who knew I was a little child rearing guru. You are, I know. Okay, well, let's move on to catching up with the Contis. Alessandra, you want to do your affirmation? (laughs) Oh, no, no. Well, catching up with the Contis is different oh, yes. than yes, affirmations. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but catching Sorry. up with the Contis, I already said mine. My Access Hollywood is coming out tonight. Um, I also experienced a really upsetting and sorry if my energy is a little low today. I, one of my, one of my girlfriends passed away over the weekend and she was a renowned artist and she was an actress and, um, Karen and yeah, so I, it's, it's been such a weird experience and just such a sad time, um, especially for her family. I know for me, I'm feeling like I feel her presence, which is such a weird thing to say, but yeah, if you guys could all just keep her in, in your prayers. Um, and yeah, she's just, she was such a light and it was so unexpected and she was so young. So that was really kind of what I've been, um, experiencing. Um, but yes. And then, so thank you guys for just keeping her in your prayers. Um, and then access Hollywood tonight. Yes. Loving it. Great. And for me, I have nothing new to report other than take a look at my latest Instagram video. It's probably one of the funniest things that I've ever heard my sister seen and heard my sister utter. I love this. It's like horrifying everyone, like any male, like I'm just dead. I'm you so are like Carrie. You are the woman's inner heart speaking. Every woman no, thinks about that. I've got, I got so many comments, Alessandra of women saying Maybe. this is, yes, one of them was I am not joking, ladies. This happens to me very frequently. Yeah. That's and I hate it, but they don't know how to respond to it. So no, it's so true. If anything, be a man with a plan, but you have to watch this video because Alessandra, it's just comedic genius. And she wasn't even trying. So funny. I wasn't even trying. It's so true. And I just want you guys to know I'm also very upfront with all guys as well. So I'm doing my part in society to just be upfront with men, um, to try to rear them in a, in a, in a better direction to steer them in a better direction. Okay. Final, final segment, Alessandra's affirmation and classics with Christina. So Alessandra's affirmation. So I want you guys to pause whatever you're doing, take a deep breath with us. So now in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, out two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. My affirmation today is dedicated to my beloved Karen. And it is, how can I practice being grateful for the life that I have while pursuing the life that I desire? How can I practice being grateful for the life that I have 
while pursuing the life that I desire? That's a question, question. not an affirmation. I know, but it's a question. It's an affirming question. So how can I practice being grateful for the life that I have while pursuing the life that I desire? I thought that was a beautiful one that's that's that kept with me over the last couple of days mm. as I was doing my affirmation. That she inspired you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now classics with Christina. Great. Well, Dan and I finished the book of Boba Fett. Oh, and what now is we're that? on to, it's <laughs> one of the offshoots of Star Wars. And now we're oh, on to we have very different interests. <laughs> Now we're on to the OV1 mm-hmm. show, or the OV1 series that's starring you and McGregor. So it's been just fascinating. I we've really loved it. So I think going back to Star Wars is a classic that I will talk about right now and recalling the importance of choosing love over choosing love and goodness. Okay. Love it. That sounds great. I'm just thinking about Anakin who becomes Darth Vader and how he ends up choosing power over, Mm -hmm. over truly loving his wife and he ends up ruining his life as a result. He thinks that the power will help him save her, but it's an illusion. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, well, you guys, thank you so much for sharing the last, um, however long this has been with us. Um, We're sending you guys over the biggest hug. Just know wherever you're at in your dating journey, We are here to support you. We're sending you all of our positive love and energy and prayers. And you've got this. Just know. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So keep going. Keep on going, honey. Okay. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.